Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, baby. You know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial. He's charismatic. And he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. As you can tell, it's not Terry Waldrop. It's Antoria Black and Puffy, Jamie Foxx. Glad you could join us here for The Edge here on this uh, Thursday. One more day left in the week. And then, of course, it's the weekend. It'll be hot, so make sure that you're hydrating yourself if you're enjoying the outdoors, if you're going Swimming, hunting, fish, well, fishing, whatever you're doing. Which we covered in detail. We covered pretty good. Yeah, we're done with that. Uh, and just make sure that you uh, take care of yourself because it will be hot outside. Zubilation is coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, found out about that yesterday. Make sure that you're going out and support that. It's at the uh, Louisiana Purchase Gardens and Zoo in Monroe. It'll happen all day. they got inflatables. they got these water pads that the kids will have fun on. Lots of food, fun, and everything for the kids. So make sure that you're going out. And uh, enjoy Zubilation coming up this weekend as well. So uh, let's see what else we got going on. You got the Juneteenth Festival getting ready to happen uh, in just a little. Where's that going to be? Peach Fest that'll be in Grambling. In Grambling, okay. But, what date? Uh, I think it starts the ninth and goes all the way through what the nineteenth or something. Okay, so we got that coming up. We've got Zubilation this weekend. Yep, you got. And, uh, um, let's see, Let the Good Times Roll Festival in Shreveport on the sixteenth of June, mm-hmm. and towards the end of the month, you've got the um, uh, the Louisiana Peach Festival that'll be coming up. So just here in Ruston, going on. Yeah. Uh, in, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> so first of all, you know, if you if you joined us just a little while ago, we told you about the unfortunate incident behind a crocodile and a pastor. And so now you know FS started it. Well, no, not really him, but but Richie started this. He said the pastor didn't die. He was just shooting a scene for the upcoming Lake Placid reboot. And then he says, events this weekend, swimming, hunting, fishing, preaching to the Gators. Yes, yes, yeah. preaching to the Gators. And uh, Santa and I talked about uh, basically finished up our, our last episode of Cops. Yeah. A bad boy, what you going to do? Uh, we, we basically addressed all the uh, the crack and the uh, the crystal meth situation. Oh, jeez. Went downhill from there. You know, you don't necessarily hear a lot about that in the fishing tournaments, though, do you? No, you really don't. You, no. know, you really don't, yeah. Um, uh, so, so lots of things to talk about <clears throat> uh, here on the edge. And, you know, I said I was going to get into this because it, it does, it, it angers me a little bit more. And, you know, Terry's been an official before. I've been an official for a couple of years doing basketball. And it is a tough, it is a tough, it is a tough job. It's, it's a tough job. Uh, and, and one of the things that's probably the hardest, I'd say, is baseball and softball, especially at the Little League level, because, you know, you got parents there and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes they get a little bit unruly. But I was at an AAU tournament. Mm. This is where parents, uh, you really need to check what you're doing and if you're taking the joy out of sports from your kids. So I was in that AAU tournament, and this was over in Shreveport. And well, there were a lot of teams were over there and things like that, and it was a qualifier to go to nationals over in Dallas. And so, you know, the team that I was an assistant coach for that I had, you know, a great time with, you know, they, they were able to win it and go on over and qualify. But during this time, there was a team from – 
the Tyler area that was in this tournament. Okay. And so one of the young ladies, you know, she was you know right around I think seventh grade, so I was at twelve years old, somewhere at twelve, thirteen years old. And so these kids, you know, they're they were they're good. You know what I'm saying? These at this level, you know, all these kids are pretty decent, you know, who are at this tournament. And so the young lady had a bad game. So the team that beat them, they weren't half as talented, but they just they knew how to play together. And they beat them. So this young lady did not have a good game. The pair just sat there and says, Well, you know what, this is this is pitiful. This is terrible. And I says, Well, what's wrong? I said, you don't like the officiating? I said, you know, officiating is what it is. You know, the officiating is a little bit better, you know, at, at this tournament. You know, they pay for the officials and things mm-hmm. like that. No, my daughter's playing terrible. That's all right. No vacation for her. She will not have vacation. She will play basketball. She's not going on a cruise with us. She's going to stay home and play basketball. Now, you are really being expletive, expletive, um, and you're taking the joy away from your kids when you are punishing them because they had a bad game. To the point they lost in this tournament, they didn't get to go to the qualifier. They had to go the following weekend for another qualifier. But when the daughter came over, she came over and he says, you know, she says, Dad, you know, I just had I had a bad game. Man. I don't know what was wrong. She said, that's all right. You won't be going on a cruise this summer. I know that much. You, know, you play that kind of garbage, you won't be going anywhere. You'll be playing basketball. To see that little girl's head drop the way that it did mm. when she walked out of that gym, it was I, I, I did everything that I could not to say something to that dad because, you know, at the same time, you know, you know, look, at one point in time, and you know, I say this all the time, there are just certain things you're not your business. You can't you, you don't get involved with it. But it was just the way that he demoralized her for having a bad game. And this goes into parents sometimes taking the joy out of uh, of sports and living their dreams out through their kids. And it was just one of those things. It was repre- it was reprehensible. You don't do that to a kid. Never. The other thing that we talked about is you know you're going out and you're getting to an all out brawl with an umpire because mm-hmm. of balls and strikes. You know you don't like that, so you go get into a fight, get kicked out. You can't even go see your kid play anymore. What kind of an, what kind of a parent are you? And what kind of example are you setting where you're teaching your kid it's okay for you to demoralize a kid and say, hey, you know you had a bad game. You're not going on a cruise. The kid is 13 years old. So I think what I'm trying to get at is, at what point as parents do we take things too far to where we're no longer encouraging the kids and we're just telling them, hey, you know, you had a bad game, you know, you got to do better. And you can tell when your kid is being lazy and they just had a bad game. And, you know, sometimes you have to get, you can't be lazy like that. You got to do this, you got to do that. But to tell a kid you're not getting a vacation because you played a bad game? Um, inexplicable, really. And you need to say, I guess the quickest thing to say is, uh, the easiest before we go to Wayne here is, uh, folks, get a life. Get a life. Get a life. Wayne is on the line right now with us. How are you doing, Wayne? Glad you could join us here on the edge. Well, I've been in those situations before. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm going to be honest, uh, the last two NBA playoff games I haven't watched cause of officiating in the first round. But it's got to the point where you look at these NBA games and the last two minutes they dare the monitor seeing a, a, whether somebody moved in front of somebody or accidentally hit them in the face or hit them in the face on purpose. And you see that and what kind of presence does that show for our younger folks and our adults when you see stuff like that? 
you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a turnoff, and you see that too. You know, I hope y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Well, there, there has been some question about the officiating, Wayne. I, I think that's a that's a good point. But uh, to our point is at least to, you did the right thing. I mean, you turned off the television. That was the best way to handle that when you, you know, you, you don't necessarily throw things at your television. You don't throw your television out the window. You just do what you did, which was the right thing to do, and just turn it off and pick it up again tomorrow. But there, I guess our point is that, uh, you know, you don't live vicariously through your kids. You know, uh, or your grandkids, or your grandkids, I, I, right? I, I I made a couple of foolhardy things too, and uh, I, don't ever go to a t-ball game after you've had surgery. <laughs> 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 that, that We're going to give you a mulligan on that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've done that a couple of times, so I, uh, I've had a couple of surgeries and. That morning, and still under anesthesia, halfway that afternoon, and make a ass out of yourself. Excuse my language, <laughs> but uh, don't ever go to a t-ball game after surgery. That's not a good thing. See, we've learned you're, something you're, here. <laughs> you're not focused real well, or a basketball game. Well, well, who won the basketball game last night? I, I, I don't even know. Golden State won one ten, one oh two. It's three oh Golden State. Yeah, I, I figured they'd win four straight, but I watched the first game, and after the. They went to the monitor and called Brady, you know, LeBron for moving over to. Uh, it was a good call, but uh, you know, uh, I think we've seen enough of the monitor calls. If you're going to do that in the last two minutes, do it the whole ball game. That way, we can be there all day watching basketball. Games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, but you know, uh, uh, you, you're you're right on the on the deals with the. With the balls and strikes, uh, you know, uh, uh, what can you say? Parents and grandparents probably need to learn how to take their mouth, and I'm one of them. Well, uh, good to talk to y'all. Thanks, nice Wayne. Talk to you too, Wayne. Right. So we've learned something here, haven't we? Yeah, don't go, don't go not to a t-ball or a basketball game after surgery. It might not be the wisest thing to do. Uh, you know, look, I, I'm I'm all about cheering your kids on, and yeah, you're like, oh, what did you just call their blue? Come on, you know. Yeah. But, man, when do you go a, too far to where you get, you know, name-calling, your mama jokes, and, and and of course, you know, the fighting. And, and then, of course, you know, as I said, in the AAU game where your kid didn't have a good game and you told your kid, you know, hey, they're expecting this cruise all year long, and all of a sudden you told them they had a bad game and they're not going on vacation. You'll stay here with the grandparents while the family goes on vacation because you suck that game. I mean, that, you, you take the fun out of – sports when you do stuff like the kids it's one you know look and we all know our kids we know if they're lazy we know if they're not giving it their all and we try to give them a pep talk and all that hey do you want to play do this or you don't do you not want to do this let's not waste your time If you don't want to do this then fine but if you want to do it put some more effort into it it's one thing to do that but it's another thing when you're just demoralizing i mean I, i could not believe and the second day that girl came back and she had the game of her life she scored about 30 points by herself in the au game she went over to her dad after the game, and she says, Dad, I had a better game today. He says, fine, you're still not going on a cruise. Wow. I mean, I'm just like, what kind of a monster are you? I mean, you have to be the biggest moron on the on the face of the earth. I just think that parents, you really got to be careful not taking the love and passion out of the sport for your kids. Because I'm going to tell you right now, at some point in time, there's going to be a fork in the road where this kid is going to be like, you know what, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I, well, I yeah. hate it now. Yeah. That's why when they get to an age where they can, you know, basically that's why as you've heard the term burnout. 
I mean, it, that's that plays as big a role as the grueling practices and things like that. I mean, out in the sun and so I mean, you get tired of it, but I think you can when you've got some positive reinforcement. I'm not saying you've got to just you know be an attaboy everything, but uh, no one to take your foot off the gas is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to discipline your kids, but you've also got to turn around and say, hey, you know, you did a great job today. Yeah. And you don't you don't hold something. I mean, and by the way, if you've got enough money to go on a cruise, then maybe your priorities are out of line, and you want to pull your own kid from from going on one with you that you've already spent the money for. I think your priorities need to be reassessed a little bit. And uh, I don't know how you held. By the way, I give you credit for. I, I don't know if I could have done it. Uh, kudos to you for doing that. It was difficult because I was extremely angry. I don't blame you. And and you know when you get to a certain point and you're angry like that, you just say, you know, the best thing to do is not to say a lot because if you do, you're liable to really step over the line. And so you just kind of just back away. And, and even even one of the coaches looked at me and just like, Mr. Black, don't even worry about it. Just yeah, leave it alone. That's where you hopefully you got a second you can steal with that kid and say, it's all right, you did a great. You did oh, a I great, did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. And I told her, I said, you know what, you keep playing. Yeah. And you don't let anybody take the joy out of playing with for, Good for you doing that. And so, yeah, she, so I don't know where she went from there, but I hated to see that. Uh, your calls on uh, just where, where do we draw the line as parents and, and making sure that we're keeping it fun for our kids and we're not going overboard. 888-993-7762. We'll tell you about all of our great sponsors and they'll get you more on the edge right here after this break. How are you going to play something like that? And tell me to get where do we go camp? from here? I don't know. <laughs> how do we? Let's see, how do we? I don't know. Maybe we should, uh, oh, Sam. Maybe perhaps geez. we should think about it. Goodness gracious. We've, uh, oh, goodness. We are here on the edge, and uh, you should be here, too, with us. Right, because I, I'm, of- I'm guilty. I do have a propensity Sorry. of dropping things or playing videos oh. during the break that will oh. kind of throw you off kilter a little oh, bit. Oh, just a little bit. Folks, we know John Tabor on a good oh. day is is uh, is a little crooked, but now we, we the more we get to know him. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I I'm sorry. Please I'm hold, sorry. as they say. Oh. We have. Uh, that, this is a. We're completely sober too, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We a, Maybe we should be. Coffee. Yeah, that's it. Oh. That's it. And, and John, oh. John has. I think he's put it in perspective for us. Don't you think? Yeah. I think he's done it very yes, well. Yes, I think he's got us back on track. Oh. Oh yes. I, I don't even know how to go forward. And this then is I just the silly season. Fishing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, back man. to fishing, perhaps. Back Who knows? To fishing. <laughs> what? I don't know. What the? Oh, oh let's geez. see. We've we, let's see. We've managed to alienate a bunch of little league parents already this oh, morning in the geez. first fifteen minutes. AAU coaches. Oh. But hey, uh, and, and 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 you know. Um, well, anyway, um, <laughs> I, um, well, um, can you help us here? Can, I, you, can somebody text in or call in? Oh, Jesus, please. Take the wheel. Um, so, anyway, we were talking a little bit before the break and our meltdown here. <laughs> oh, at, um, about overzealous parents. Overzealous let's, parents. Let's start there. Yes. Um, FS said that he was, uh, he was uh, an opposing coach. He had a, there was an opposing coach that wanted to fight him after a game. When I was helping coach 11 and 12 year olds, that guy shouldn't be anywhere near youth sports. I would agree. Uh, oh, and now <laughs> Rich from BMV wants to know what video, John. What video, we'll, we'll we'll text it to you in just a little bit, man. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, <sighs> let me get some levity to this. Um, you know, saying you were talking about uh, little league parents and and you know, it's like uh, you're not going on the cruise this year, yeah, whatever. Parents, yeah. Uh, let me put this in perspective. You know it. Since Terry's not here to defend himself, it's uh, sorry. It's too it's too bad. 
Terry, you know, Terry was had some success in college. You mm-hmm. know, he had a coach at Texas Wesleyan, and, and that's where he, you know, uh, earned his chops. You know, he was an assistant in, in college uh, at Southeastern and a number of other, a couple of other schools. He, it's really interesting, saying to to sit with Terry and listen to stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, and some is. of the people, in, in fact, where he is, I don't think you mind me telling you, he's Coach Lewis Orr in Corsicana, Texas. He's They're kind of having a reunion, and that's where – that's where Terry is this morning with a bunch of, you know, there's some who's who's, mm-hmm. really. And uh, Coach Orr likes to – he's getting, he's 85 years old, and he wants to, you know, he obviously uh, wants to see some of these people that uh, have – young men that he's influenced and they've had an impact on his life as well. Now, I'm going to talk about uh, not Terry Waldrop's one shining moment, okay? When okay. Uh, in addition to being a uh, – to, to put things in perspective, as we always should do, uh, believe it or not, Terry is one in zero uh, and one in in high school against a la- I, I believe it was from the Bascom slash Mangum slash that area. Uh, Terry Walter was defeated by a woman in house slippers, rollers, and a what? house coat. Yes, what, what, what are we doing? Oh for here? one. Oh, and not not just beat beat soundly. Really? Yes. Uh, like a bad habit. Wow. She beat him like a bad habit with, and she was where her her day, her ensemble consisted of a house coat or some of us would call it a bathrobe, uh, furry house slippers, and she apparently was not uh, motivated enough to take the rollers out of her hair that morning. What were they doing? Uh, what were they doing? They're beating the hell out of Terry in basketball. Is what they were doing. So, I mean, if that's not a humbling experience. Holy mackerel! Oh now we God. can say a lot, but we've never been. No, no, we have, we haven't been beaten by that. No, and, that's uh, the first I've heard of that. So that's uh, that's something where you probably want to start using crystal meth or something. You probably do, yeah. Like that, yes. The, yeah, because you know, oh my man, is this great coach and all that, and I got beat by a woman. And, and he doesn't necessarily like me bringing that up, but yeah. uh, I but, had a feeling he probably doesn't. Yeah. No, but I but I did, and I thought that was worth sharing. So those of us that's you fun. know, in addition to in addition to winning a national championship, Terry is zero and one against Miss Mutton Chops or whatever from uh, who beat him with a. Uh, with house coat slash bathroom furry slippers and uh, hair rollers, so oh it could be worse, folks. You yeah, could be having. I mean, if that if you're having a bad day, we just, just want to throw that, that one out there. Yeah, so, uh, I'm sure Terry will will enjoy the fact that he brought that up and told him. Told well, him he's not here to defend himself. No, he's he, believe me, it shall come. As they say in the Bible, it shall come back to me tenfold. Oh my gosh. Um, so again, you know, I guess my thing is, if you want to weigh in on on the um, overzealous parents, you can do that at eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. When do you start taking? the fun out of uh, being competitive and, and enjoying the sport. And I think in a lot of cases we see kids that are um, not, not only taking the fun out of it because of, you know, just being dogmatic as parents. But I think the other thing is it's one thing to be disciplined and in teaching kids discipline, making sure that they understand that, you know, you need to be competitive. You need to make certain that you are giving it 110%. I don't right. think there's anything wrong with that. But I think that when you're taking the, the enjoyment away, that's something that is is really bad, you know, because now all of a sudden the kid doesn't want to do it anymore. And, you know, I've seen this happen before where there's been, uh, you know, either a coach or a parent that there's been a an event that has happened that has completely taken the enjoyment and the passion away from a kid from wanting mm-hmm. to participate in a sport. And, you know, when you when you do that, Sometimes you don't even know it or recognize it until years later, and sometimes you recognize it right away. But when you recognize it, it's important for you to realize what did you do mm-hmm. to take that away? Because, I mean, as parents and coaches, 
you really are the the motivator and encourager behind these kids learning more and and being able to to get more involved in their sport and you know being more dedicated but if you're doing things in order to take that passion away when these kids grow up and they start making their own decisions they don't do it anymore and they could be very good at it well so you're you're an educator and you know uh how you know the impact and the psychological impact this has on on kids as they're growing up and i think what happens uh, maybe the untold story about this is if you continue to push a kid like this or like you take away, as you said, ruin the enjoyment, take the joy out of it, at some point in that kid's life, he's going to take a chance. He's going to rebel. Oh, yeah. It could be drugs. It could be, you know, whatever. It could be, you know, ac- bad activity, hanging around, the, getting involved with the wrong people that, uh, you know, leads down to a path of, of not and, – and then kid never recovers. So – what we're trying to there has to be balance and it's one thing to instill and that's athletics as a whole should instill discipline uh, you know working in skill sets whatever continue to work on it but if you're a coach uh, whether it be AAU little league or whatever yeah discipline but also know when to take your foot off the gas take and say you know what a little bit. you did the you did a great job it's not always going to go your way mm-hmm. because what let's just say that kid gets further on in life and you know, maybe they lose a job they weren't counting on losing, or maybe they have some kind of discipline. I mean, that's what sports instills too. Is it's you know, and I think about that when I'm seeing LeBron. Believe it or not, at that at, at that higher level, I just think how he's handling this disappointment. Yeah. You know, and so far he's done it with a lot of class, and and I know, but I know it's got to be eating at him. Oh sure, if you're a competitor, absolutely. Yeah, but you've seen what he's been able to do to this point, and how he's trying to wield this team to victory, but. At the same time, I think LeBron James. Other you, you got to take your, you got to take your joys in, in other things. Yeah. Uh, and then when it comes to your children, be glad number one they're healthy and alive and able to compete, mm. and don't worry about you know you, you're not having to run them, God forbid, up to St. Jude's for chemo or whatever. Stop and think about things like this. Just like it's saying we talked about earlier about the fishing. I mean. Competitive fishing doesn't necessarily jump to the top of, of all your charts, but when you think about when I heard your interview with, with Hunter Frank, I thought, man, that's a proud dad. Mm-hmm. Man, he's proud of his son. And, you know, Lick, the, the, that lost his dad who used to fish with him. I mean, we you can't make light of those things no. because those are, those are the things that impact lives and stay with you forever. That's right. That's right. And, and when you have a parent that you can remember, man, my dad took time with me mm-hmm. to do this. My dad, mom took time with me to do that, came to my games. You know, you can't you can't replace those times and no. moments. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the kind of memory that you really want to have that's long-lasting with your kids, not you being escorted out of a game because you decided to have, or, you know, words with an official or not, you know, punishing me constantly when I was, you know, had bad games and, you know, I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that and I had a bad game and I was punished by doing this, you know. I think at some point in time you got to be able to be the encourager and not an not an enforcer and a disciplinarian so much to where you don't you got to be able to have balance. Yeah, that's, absolutely, that's absolutely. All right, got to take a short time out. When we come back, we're going to go over uh, baseball because of course we've got college baseball that's going on right now and lots of SEC teams are involved in it and they're going to be SEC teams that will advance and they will be teams that will be put out by their own hands. We'll talk about that in just a minute right here on the Edge on Sports Talk ninety seven seven. 
All right, back here on The Edge, and uh, we want to take our opportunity here to thank some of our fine sponsors here on The Edge, and you've got a list of sponsors. Yeah, we want to thank, of course, uh, Dr. David Weber, uh, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the world. Uh, go see him at US 165 North in Monroe. That's uh, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Don't delay. Call Bobby today. Uh, Bobby can take care of you for uh, any kind of uh, accidents, uh, personal injury, and so forth. Give Bobby a call. Uh, G.B. Cooley, uh, the folks that bring us the Special Olympics, we're very fortunate. Ben Pitts and that crew that handled G.B. Cooley, Vantage Health Systems, and, of course, our good friends who help us get through, or, or your wife or your significant other or anybody that you've managed to irritate, maybe a little league coach or something, send them, <laughs> give them a spa package to Spa Novell. All right, so um, we have been talking about overzealous parents. If you want to uh, chime in on that, you can do so at 888-993-7762 is the number to call. College baseball, uh, down to our Super Regionals now. And, you know, you start looking at some of the upsets. Of course, Clemson and Florida State, who are both number one seeds in their perspective regionals. Uh, they were One of those was expected, as a matter of fact, to host a Super Regional. And instead, both are out, and SEC teams have moved on. And so while they were uh, trying to close things up in Nashville at their stadium to get ready for the offseason, they found out, oh, don't do that yet. You're going to be hosting a Super Regional coming up this weekend. So you got six teams from the SEC left, and they all play each other. Florida, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Arkansas, and South Carolina. So you're going to guarantee one thing. One, half the SEC teams will be in, and half will be out. Um, you know, it's just the way that it was set up. And, you know, unfortunately, you're not going to have, you know, more than that come in there. But the other thing is, is that this is not the NC2A's fault. Georgia got eliminated uh, from the tournament by Duke. At home. At home. Who had, they had, Duke had to win four games because they lost that first one in order to get to the Super Regional. Texas A&M is out. Ole Miss, who had a regional, is out. Uh, uh, Tennessee Tech who I think they grossly underestimated, um, is now in the Super Regional against Texas in Austin. You know, I think, uh, you know, Tabor mentioned Coastal Carolina. This could be Coastal all over again, who, ironically enough, who hosted a regional, and they're out. Um, but Tennessee Tech can really swing the bats. Would not be surprised at all to see this team in the College World Series. Did Stetson not win their regional as well? Stetson won their regional. Okay, so I think I think to, to John's point about this could be a Coastal Carolina. He's got a Coastal Carolina kind of feeling. Uh, I can see two teams that come to mind right now, Tennessee Tech and Stetson, who could uh, possibly make some big waves in super regionals. Uh, as Sand indicated, you've got uh, six SEC schools still alive. Uh, they'll be playing each other. So three will advance. Uh, don't sleep on Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, to to come back and do what they did um, in in Athens, Georgia. Uh, of course, some favorites that we thought. I mean, Ole Miss had a a, a banner year all really year. Good year, and then uh, guess who beats them at home? Yep. And they have to win, uh, you know, again on Sunday to win two games to do it. And that was Tennessee Tech. Yep. Uh, in Ole Miss, and then of course Oregon State. We know what they did to LSU. Oh man, good they team. could win it all. Uh, but don't sleep on. Uh, don't sleep on Duke, Texas, and then and, and watch some surprises here. Maybe can can Tennessee? Maybe this will be a Cinderella year again, where somebody like a Tennessee Tech 
or Stetson, the Hatters, mm-hmm. jump up and win a national championship. You look at Washington, now the, the women's softball team, of course, they just lost to Florida State in the college uh, softball World Series in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But the baseball team, three seed, they come out of that Conway Regional where Coastal Carolina, UConn, and LIU Brooklyn were there. And they go on to a Super Regional. Again, two teams who are not expected to host a, a Super Regional. Cal State Fullerton comes out of that Stanford Regional where you had Stanford, Baylor, and Wright State. And so they call the folks at Cal State Fullerton, hey, don't close the stadium yet. we got to host a Super Regional coming up against Washington. Guess what? Uh, since you and I have slept, Cal State Fullerton has beaten Stanford the last two years in a row. Yeah. On their home field. On their home field. To advance. Crazy. Love so, college baseball so, because of that. So Stanford's going to be like, don't put us against them anymore. No. We, we do not want to see we'll them. We'll take our chances with, oh, I don't know, uh, Georgia. Yeah. Go. Anybody but them. But I think we're, some of these teams that, you know, especially at this time of year, and you see a lot of this early on, that you're not used to seeing. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Not a team that you would think, oh, they, they play baseball. It's cold. It is. Yeah, they play baseball. And they're, they're very good this year. As a matter of fact, they came out of that regional beating Gonzaga, Canisius, and UCLA. They're going to go into Oregon State, which I think that the Cinderella season may come to an end there against Oregon State because they're really, really good. But Minnesota's a team that, that were, they were able to get in. Uh, to this tournament, and you don't think you don't really think of a team like that from the Big Ten that, that did that. Indiana did it last year. Yeah, Indiana. I got to see them play a little bit in, in their regional, and they're. Uh, I don't think they advanced, but they they did. They uh, they are a very competitive program. Mm-hmm. So there's, I think, Big Ten. Which you, if you think about it from the weather perspective and so forth, I think they play better baseball than than uh, than advertised. Yeah, I really think that's a that's a, both Indiana and Minnesota uh, had had good season. Minnesota, of course, is advancing. So. Um, this is this is what I love about college baseball and college basketball is you've got I don't know quote unquote I don't like to use the term little guys but you have more you have the parity yeah and you've got schools like a you know that that can advance uh, we talked about to open the show the, earlier this morning about Northwestern State relay team yes four could by win a national championship yeah four That's by right. one hundred fantastic yeah Friday the uh, four by one hundred team from Northwestern State will have a chance to win a national championship. They obliterated a 36-year-old record that was at Northwestern State and beat that time. And, of course, we talked about Mark Duper was on that uh, That's right. relay team. And so they get ready to go to the NC2A uh, finals in the 4x100. So it should be a great race. And I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm tuning into that. I think you can watch it online. So we'll make sure that we do that. Um, also, uh, we'll get to some more <laughs> text in just a minute. Bama Jim is on the line with us here on The Edge. How you doing, Bama Jim? Hey, folks, how y'all doing this morning? Good. Man, I love the College World Series. Yes, indeed. I, I do. I mean, just look at the draw that, that, you know, SEC versus SEC and three of them. But I'm going to tell you who really came alive, and I'm sure y'all know this. Auburn came alive, buddy. Yeah. I think they scored 40 runs, and their opponent scored 12. Hmm. Yeah, they're pretty dominated. There's something something in the water in Raleigh. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh little league people, you know. <laughs> of course I I've been to a lot of little league games, but you know, and I was like, come on, Blue. What's up? What are you calling Blue? <laughs> but I've seen people just freak out, man. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing, Jim. It's one thing, you know, just like, Hey Blue, what are you looking at? But, you know, it's another thing when you start, you know, making personal attacks and all this other kind of thing that, uh, you know, it, that, that takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people fighting in the stands mm-hmm. from off the team. Just, <laughs> what are y'all doing? Yeah. So literally, they, they, 
like the band, the, old, the group, the band said they was in a place in Texas and there wasn't enough people to start a fight. The fight broke out, you know. <laughs> there wasn't enough people there to start a fight, man. Oh, man. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to They start today, right? Is there tomorrow? Or- I think tomorrow. What's the day? Thursday? Yeah, they Thursday, start tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I'll be uh, – go ahead. Jim, I wanted to ask you, I know there's probably no one uh, – he's going to love this. I know there's no one more excited about anyone advancing uh, in the Super Regionals than, than your your Duke Blue Devils. <laughs> <laughs> he I hates Duke. I told you the second word I learned to say as a child now. Come on. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Not a Duke fan, no, huh, Jim? Not a Dukey, no. No, no. Well, look, I, I I do like Coach K, and I like their football coach, you know? Yeah. I like Duke in a way, in a strange way. I mean, you hate them so bad, you got to like them every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, that's right. But uh, they ain't got no business on a baseball field. I don't know what Georgia was doing. I think they should get their meth tested. <laughs> <laughs> they got the Zika virus. They got the Zika. They got the whoops. I can't catch it there. Oh, what man. the heck they were doing, man? They lose two at home. They got two. We win one. I know. Yeah, I mean, rank highly all year. Man. Tough. Hey, but that's why I love baseball, man. I'm going to pull for Stetson and Tennessee Tech, even though my heels are in there. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I think the heels are going to go far. I really do. I think. Well, you know, they've been. In the last decade, they've been there a lot. They, they have. Just can't win it. They just they like Florida State. They just they go there and they just boom, it's over. Yep. But I think Oregon's going to be tough, but or Oregon State. Yeah. I don't know much about Minnesota, but I know all the SEC. Vanderbilt, you better watch them boys too. They won a tough regional there in Clemson. Hey, uh, real quick, Bama Jim, before we let you go, then uh, John mentioned this. How do you not get? Uh, how do you not give the permanent head coaching job, head baseball coaching job at Mississippi State, Gary Henderson to Gary Henderson? Oh yeah, I mean if you, if you don't, you know, you, you're stupid. Yeah. You need your math tested. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, I think a lot of people I need mean, their he's math done tested. Heck of a job, man. From, the, from what he had to take over and all the problems they've had. Right. Man, they sucked it up and went on, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and they're really they're playing extremely well. Jim, we appreciate you, brother. All right, y'all have a good day. All right, take care, man. Yeah, that, you know that's just that's one of those things where you see a um, man, you see that Mississippi State team and how they had to turn things around, and and now they're in a super regional with a chance of going to the College World Series. I mean that that is incredible. I mean that is the that is the mark of when you really were able to get in tune with your players and you do a heck of a coaching job. Well, and you know Andy Canizero started the year there as a head coach, and then you know they got swept by uh, by Southern Miss, and then all the other allegations broke out, and then you know that that took up they took them a while to get their their legs under them, and then they started out kind of slow in, in in conference play, but yeah, the Johns. I mean, this uh, Gary Henderson is former head coach uh, at University of Kentucky. He has some ties to the state program, which has been traditionally a very strong program. But mm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I think you've got to. to the storylines going into these super regionals are really pretty interesting. Uh, of course, including Tennessee Tech and Stetson, Duke, uh, some new names that we we like to see, uh, and then some some folks. Uh, I, I don't really know who could who could emerge as the favorite, but and we've got well, like is to Minnesota, the Golden Gophers. So we've got some Big Ten representation. It's going to be very interesting 
uh, as uh, Super Regional play starts tomorrow. Got to take a timeout when we come back. More here on the edge, right here on Sports Talk 97.7. This uh, broadcast brought to you by our good friends at GB Cooley. So make sure that you uh, uh, mm-hmm. support the good friends at GB Cooley here on the edge. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Back here on the edge, Santoria Black along with uh, Puffy, Jamie Foxx. Uh, if you didn't know, Cavs beat, uh, lost to the Golden State Warriors 110-102. It's now 3 nothing. Uh, I think I saw a stat this morning that said that uh, no team has come from 3-0 in the NBA, maybe a 0 and 117, somewhere around there. Uh, so it's not looking good for the um, for the Cavaliers right now to come back and win the series. Is I mean, are they going to win a game at this point? Are they going to win one game in this series? It doesn't look like that's possible. I mean, I, I think that was a you know a, the best effort, and you kept you kept looking for. The Cavalier, where was their other answer outside of LeBron? It just wasn't – I mean, you thought Kevin Love, I thought, had a, a, a good game uh, to some – you know, as, as well as – even J.R. Smith mm-hmm. played a little bit better than he has in the past. But when you've got somebody like Durant, who who really has kind of been quiet yeah. up to this point, uh, the first two games, and then he, he explodes for 43. Curry goes one for seven, one for ten from three-point land, and they still win. Um, they have the ability – and, and LeBron talked about this earlier. I mean, when you're down, the thing that, that, that the Warriors can do, you can be up nine, and the next thing you know, you're down by two. Yep. Because they can they can come in waves. They can they can literally uh, shoot themselves. There's no lead almost that's insurmountable for them. Uh, they've proved that. I mean, I think at one point, I want to say that uh, Cleveland was up by 12. Yep. At some point in that bout, for particularly that first half, a uh, lot of energy. The Cavaliers opened with, and then uh, there, uh, as the as the game wound down, there was just no no legs left, nothing, and and you see this again. We said this at opening the show. It, it looks like one against five, mm-hmm. and now we go to three and zero, oh, and and the last gas for the uh, the Cavaliers will be Friday mm-hmm. in Game Four. Yeah, so uh, I was I was hoping it went six games. You know, I was like seven game series, but um, you know, not only does it look bad for. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they may get swept. You know, we thought that the Vegas Golden Knights were at least going to win. You know, they yeah. won that one game, and after that, man, it has been lights out. I mean, Washington has just been obliterating Vegas. Uh, they have, but uh, the good news, Sam, for both you and myself, uh, uh, we have this in common on our bucket list. We will go to see a Las Vegas Knights game Absolutely. just for the opening introduction. Just for the opening. Have you ever seen anything like that in your life? No, I have not. It is like dancing. I mean, it's 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 almost like a it's like watching David Copperfield and everybody else. And it, it, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, I've, I'm, I've been watching hockey for a long time, and I've never seen anything like that. And mm-hmm. uh, they, they really – they give uh, give them an A for entertainment. Not only an A for entertainment, but an A for quality of hockey that you got over there as well. You got a lot of guys that were no names and – Tenth or eleventh man, men who are you know got you know were, were picked up in supplemental drafts yeah. and all of a sudden they get into the Stanley Cups their first year, so uh, yeah it's uh, it's really been an amazing ride. But I think that uh, the story of Alex Ovechkin uh, is going to uh, prevail here, especially when you talk about how much he's been involved with hockey and things like that. And you know he doesn't want to go down as kind of the Dan Fouts and Dan Marino and Charles Barkley where you don't win a title. But, you know, you have a phenomenal career. And so I think that, you know, that's one of the things that you look at his legacy. And that brings about another point. LeBron gets swept. What does that do for his legacy? Yeah. It, it, well, I don't think it – honestly, I, I maybe I'm 
I'm alone in this, but I don't think it takes away from his legacy because I think, you know, you look at his total body work over 15 years. He's still young enough to play another two or three years, maybe longer than that for all we know. But when you're seeing, you know, I think we're seeing greatness like, and I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say, because I think Jordan had a better cast around oh, him. Yeah. I think, I so I think, I think LeBron, now can you say, well, he's, from a team perspective, has he wanted to? As some of our uh, text people have said, maybe he doesn't want to share the spotlight. I don't know about that, but I do know that that uh, he'll put himself in a position to win another championship if he wants to. But I don't think it's going to come this week. Uh, but uh, on more important, really, really weighty matters of the world, uh, that that really everyone I think is is literally been taken aback, including myself, saying is. Uh, we have an emerging star on the gospel scene. Yes, uh, that none of us, and San and I included, didn't see this coming. San being a little more uh, attuned to gospel music than I am, but uh, San, please share uh, the latest on the uh, on the charts. Who is who is absolutely ascended to the tops of the gospel charts, taking us all aback. Uh, none other than Snoop Dogg is number one as the number one gospel album out on the charts right now. It's called The Bible of Love, 32-track album. And uh, really, he's his, his first release on his new gospel record uh, label, All Time Entertain, All the Time Entertainment, his venture, venture capital firm, Casa Verde, which focuses on making investments within the, within the cannabis industry. Imagine Close that. its <laughs> debut round of funding with $45 million. Uh, but he's he's collaborated with a lot of different artists uh, for this album, and I'm telling you, it is a who's who in gospel music. I mean, from Ty Tribbett to Rance Allen to all these guys. I mean, it is no the number one album in the country. It was number four last week, and it's number one on the Billboard. I mean, charts. it's not even close either. No, Tamala Man. I mean, hmm. it's not even close. And so I told my wife that yesterday, and she says, "You're." I said, "I promise you." She's she's very critical when it comes to me. She's a singer, so she's very critical when it comes to music. And when I told her that this was a number one album, she says no, no. It's I say I promise you, and it's good. That's the thing. It's not like horrible. It's good. And you know, she was just like I I just don't believe it. And it is. He's it's number one on the charts. And I think this is uh, I think the timing of this is very good too because as we said, we've discussed a lot about uh, uh we we we've delved a little bit into uh. A, a little bit about uh, crystal meth. Yeah. A little bit man. about uh, some. We've had our our, our you know pub education moments. Yep. Um, so, uh, and, and and all things are possible. All things when, are possible. When 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 um when Snoop Dogg could leap to the top. I mean, lapping the competition. Oh yeah. And he is uh and as you said he's got what is it forty five? What was the numbers? Uh, he's got thirty. It's a thirty two track album song, and then of course he's got a lot of he's got a venture capital firm called yeah. Casa Verde. Yes. Which focuses on making investments within the cannabis industry. Uh, industry closed out its debut round of funding with forty five million dollars. Well, that kind of that I, not not that we're casting let, making light of this, but that kind of beats the the bass fishing folks. Pretty it? pretty good. Three hundred thousand yeah. versus forty five million. But yeah. not, but we we're also by the way we're promoting uh, bass fishing today. We're very proud of our. Uh, of our uh, national champions, ULM, yep, That's, and uh, uh, Thomas uh, Thomas Olu and uh, Hunter Freeman. Hunter Freeman's going on to the Forest Cup in Hot Springs in August. And we're also going to be very we'll be following in December the Grambling's basketball team, women's basketball team, will be in Puerto Rico for yep. a very prestigious classic. 
We're also going to be uh, following the Northwestern State Relay Team. Friday. That's going to be Friday. a big day for them. 4 by 100 team mm-hmm. has a chance to win the NC2A National Championship. Uh, of course, uh, they obliterated the school 36-year-old school record, and now mm-hmm. they get a chance to win a national championship Friday uh, in Eugene, Oregon. And you can, I believe you can watch that on the NC2A website. So it's something that you want to see if you're in North Louisiana to see if this team can bring them back a championship. Right. Uh, that's, you know, all that's local. And then, of course, we as we we turn the calendar uh, here in July, we'll be, uh, I think, uh, Sam may be in, in Birmingham for the uh, SWAC, SWAC Media, Media Days, Days, and that's when, that's when we know it's getting serious. Uh, we'll be following comings and goings on the uh, on the Grambling uh, campus as far as uh, who might – we all, I always like to see uh, who might be transferring in, that, that key Division One transfer mm-hmm. that has always helped the Tigers get over the top. I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to, uh, you know, all the local uh, – teams uh, cranking up football but we've got uh, a little bit of baseball to get into the uh, super regionals are uh, really starting in earnest tomorrow yep uh but we've covered a lot today saying and it has been a lot of fun yep sec media day uh is just around the corner and mm-hmm. i can't remember the exact i know it's in atlanta in the uh, college football hall of fame it'll be a great venue there uh it is july 16th through the 19th so it is actually the week after the uh, SWAC Media Day in Birmingham, which is on a Friday, Friday, if I'm not mistaken. And so that's on the 13th, 14th, 15th. So the following week in Atlanta, people will be making the migration from Birmingham over on to Atlanta for SEC Media Day, which, I mean, it's going to be in a great – if you've never been to the College Football Hall of Fame, it is phenomenal. I have never been. It's great. We should, we should, you should tell the boss, you know, just for that experience. I will do so. All right. It has been great. Man, uh, been living on the edge here from 9 to 10. We did the morning drive from 7 to 8. I'll be back here again this afternoon for a sports company. I've been on this bear this much in a long time. My goodness. I know. It's just, you know, I don't know, man. So, so stay tuned at 3 o'clock. Four, well, 4. 4, four o'clock. There we go. Four, yeah. Good for you. All right, got to get out of here. Uh, we will see you coming up a little bit later on this afternoon. Puff, it was great to do a show with you, man. Appreciate it. A lot of fun. First time. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I hope we can do it again real soon. Absolutely. Thanks to John Tabor on the other side. We'll see you coming up. Always remember, one nation, one people. Peace. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.